Casa Cuba is a cigar that we've reviewed before, but never before. The Divine Inspiration and the story that was told to me behind the Divine Inspiration made me say, perfect for Father's Day because it includes a deathbed. Wait, well, am I doing it all wrong? Am I not? Is this not family radio, Fingers Malloy? That just sounded like uh, an opening to a radio version of a Hallmark card. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. The Casa Cuba Divine Inspiration. Now, this is the Arturo Fuente people. And the story is, is that when Carlos Fuente Sr., before he passed away... This was the cigar he was working on. As a matter of fact, discussing parts of the cigar on his deathbed, the Casa Cuba Divine Inspiration. Now, Casa Cuba, excellent cigar. We've reviewed it before and at an excellent price point, Fingers Malloy. Mm. This is a six and an eighth by 57, which means it's six and one eighth inches long. Teehee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is 47, so that's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Teehee. A 64 ring gauge is a full inch. So 47 is really like right where I like to start. Even though I am a fan of Lanceros in that 38 range, 47 to 54 is really, 46, 54 is where I like to play. Anything else isn't really working for me, though I love a Lancero to death. Anything above that, that's where it's really problematic. Doesn't have the right mouthfeel. Yeah, can we revisit that story about uh, him on his deathbed? Right. Because how lucky of a human being was he that you are so passionate and loved your life's work so much that you're even discussing it on your deathbed. We should all be so lucky, right? To be able to find a job that you're that passionate about that you can't stop talking about it. A job or people, one, one, one or the other. Passion is very good. Now, we'd love to share with you what the cigar is all about. <laughs> I, I can't. I searched. I looked. The wrapper, the binder, the filler undisclosed. Wow. You absolutely positively love that. You know it comes out of the Dominican. We just lit this thing up. First, in, in terms of the color of the cigar, it is a very light brown. I referred to it as a tea brown, like like a cup of tea. Yeah. And as you know, I am not a tea fan. I'm a coffee guy. Um, it's not unattractive, but it's not where I naturally gravitate. Yeah. If I were walking through a large humidor and I saw this stick... Without having any information on it and not, you know, smoking it, I would think that that's a Connecticut by looking at it. Right, and I would argue it's probably a touch darker. But it, when, when you're just surveying the, the humidor, yeah, absolutely, you'd walk past uh, th- this here. You can also really see the leaf in this. There's a touch of oil going on uh, with with uh, the wrapper, but you can get a little bit of, of vein and stuff like that in it. I know some people are like, the veining doesn't matter. How does it smoke? I'm only giving a presentation conversation yeah. here. Some people actually don't like the veining of, of a cigar. They don't like to see all the parts of the leaf. If it's not smooth, it, it, it turns them off. There's, a, again, a mouthfeel thing to each uh, their own. We've just started smoking this. You break it up into thirds, guys. First third, second third, and final third of the cigar. Get out your notebook. What'd you eat that day? What'd you drink that day? Uh, weird recording this week because I'm, I'm, I'm doing some traveling. Fingers got some things to do. So it's a humid day. Yeah. And, and humidity will absolutely affect how you smoke. It affects how the cigar itself smokes, right? Picture, picture your cigar without any humidity. <laughs> Case proven right there. And it absolutely affects metabolism. But on, on, the, on the first of, of, of this cigar, 
it is it is a unique spice unique spice that's only on the tongue. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you with that. I'm getting it's I, to me it's it's a black pepper, uh, but it's it's definitely a spice. And then on top of it, um, it for me it's wood. I mean, uh, are you really? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a wood with with that spice leaning towards black pepper for me. Uh, but it, uh, it, so far, I'm very happy with it. We're just in the first third. We, we just started. So things got to take a little bit of time uh, to uh, de- de- develop there. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, I think there's also a, a little bit of a sweetness going on underneath. It's weird that I'm only getting spice directly on the tongue, literally the top and uh, the, the, the front and the middle of the tongue. But it's... Um, there's some good salivation going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mouth is a touch watering from this. This is the Casa Cuba uh, right here. Uh, the divine inspiration. Now, the Casa Cuba, that whole line, very, very affordable. Fingers away. Is this in your humidor right off the bat? I mean, we haven't smoked enough of this cigar to count. Is it in your humidor at $8 a stick? Oh, good Lord. Absolutely. And again, you know, this is just an initial reaction because we're into the first third of the first third of the cigar but uh, you, you know it's burning evenly it's got a very nice draw uh, and smoke. yeah lots of pleasant smoke coming off of the stick yeah I, I think absolutely this to me could be an everyday cigar perfect construction the draw is easy as can be there is not a there is not a tight spot on this divine inspiration from uh, Casa Cuba it, it's so funny you talk about you'd walk by it in a, in a humidor. How often do the biases come into play? And, and first things first, biases are real. And I don't even argue that biases in the main are bad things. You like chocolate over vanilla. You, you, you like, uh, you know, rye over bourbon. You, you, you have things that you like. You can't, you can't be bothered by that. You, you can't get upset by those things. But it's about challenging those things. you got to push yourselves in trying things you wouldn't normally try. How else do you build a palate? How else do you build a flavor profile? How else do you know what it is that that you, that you like? Yeah. What is it that, that, that you're into? And that's another reason why you need to, when you go to your favorite cigar lounge, uh, you need to go in with an open mind and not having a problem with talking to the tobacconist there and say, listen, you know, maybe I want to try something different and just approach it with an open mind without an ego because, like you said, uh, would we be smoking this today if it weren't for Richard at, at Blend Bar Cigar? I would, have, I, I would have skipped it because we've already done Casa Cuban if I was looking through uh, the, the humidor. And I had brought some things for us to do, and I, like, I brought the, the bourbon today. Oh, wait till you get a load of this. Um, but no, I, I probably would have. But I, wouldn't have, I, I know Casa Cuba. So I, I, I would be like, okay, we've reviewed it on the show. That's right. how I would have, yeah. have, have, have gone about it. But yes, I may have skipped it in a humidor because I would not have looked to what else was there, what other interpretations there were of, of, of the cigar. I'll tell you, there's, the, you know, it's still building on the tongue. My tongue has spice. I, I think that's so interesting because I was checking, you know, how some other people might have viewed the cigar and they talk about the sweetness. I do have a, a, almost a, like a chew thing going yeah. on in the mouth with the saliva. It does remind me a little bit of the original Mil Diaz. Uh, when we reviewed mm. that, the, it, it tended to make you salivate. I'm not saying it has the exact the same flavor, flavor profile, profile. I get what you're But the is. same sensation on the palate, I believe, uh, as the, is the Mil Diaz. 
So I'm curious how this thing is going to grow and build because right now, it's 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 just on the tongue, but pleasant, really pleasant. And for eight ninety nine, there's going to be not a single freaking complaint. Oh, I take this life. on the golf course. And what's interesting is a forty seven ring gauge still feels pretty good in the hand, yep. right? It's got a little bit of weight to it, so it's got a, uh, the right kind of balance. So check this out for yourself. The Casa Cuba, or the Florafina Divine Inspiration. And when you go over to Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com, you will have seen that we were letting people know we were going to smoke this this weekend. You can find out what we're smoking when you go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Let's go bourbon, available at Amazon.com. That's our bourbon book. It's the first book, not the last book, because we're working on the barbecue book right now. Let's go bourbon at Amazon.com. Buy it right now. Smoking the Casa Cuba, divine inspiration. The spice has mostly left me, and I'm not exactly sure what I'm dealing with right now, Fingers Malloy. On this 6th and an 8th by 47 cigar, it's, it's butter. It's it, it, it. There's still a t- just a linger of the spice that's still on the tongue, but no other flavors have really jumped out. That said, I'm enjoying myself. Oh yeah, I am as well. For me, it's that that spice, black pepper. It's gotten a little salty for me, just a tad. Really, a tad salty. And then uh, going back to what I said earlier, for me, it's wood. I'm not getting much of a, uh, any any sweetness off of it at all. When That's... Avo came out with the Caribe mm-hmm. and people raved about that cigar, I smoked it twice and I said, nope, no shot. Salty is exactly the word I used. And people looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm telling you what I get. It's salty. Yeah. And they're like, well, you don't know anything. I said, well, your mom's. A... And it just got oh, very rough. Oh, boy. It got very rough because, you know, if you don't stand up for your feeling about cigars, how do you know you're a man? Wait, is that not? Is that not right? I, I just came up with a joke in my head that is not appropriate for radio, so I'm just going to let Ooh. that go. Wait till you get to eat, drink, smoke after hours, people. <laughs> That's gold. No, people get out of a cigar what they get out of, out of, out of a, a cigar. I was looking at some things about the cigar, and some people discussed the fact that they got cinnamon out of it. Mm. And I'm asking, is that the spice and the buttery that I'm getting? A cinnamon kind of thing. Like I, It's... Not yet. That's not how it's. No, hitting. I'm not I'm getting still that. Still in the first third. And uh, listen, when I say salt, I mean uh, a pinch of salt, a hint of salt. This is not something. So that, not like McDonald's fries. No, salt. not well. McDonald's fries 25 years ago. Uh, but it just is a, a, a hint of salt for me. It's mostly that that black pepper and and it's spice and and then wood like a stickle of salt. Stickle, yes, a stickle. Like a stickle of fluoride. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, the Casa Cuba Divine Inspiration, you'll find it for about eight ninety nine a, a stick. Comes in a box of thirty. Oh wow! Is, is how it comes. Um, right now, I'm still I'm still a yes, but I really want this thing to develop out here as we're just into it. We'll kind of see how it goes. It's time, fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Well, Tony, we always like to share recall information when we can. Uh, Target has issued a nationwide recall on a set of Cat and Jack children's pajamas uh, carried by the... Pajamas? Yes. Yes. Uh, And normally I wouldn't bring this up, uh, but it's it's due to a potential burn hazard. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, They sold 120,000 sets uh, at Target stores nationwide and online from October uh, 2021 to March 2022. Uh... So far, 
the uh, for the recall though, uh, they have reported no children have suffered any burns from it. They're just doing this as a, a precaution. So uh, we could put the the piece up at eatdrinksmokeshow.com for everybody to look at. But just know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's children's pajamas. They've got unicorns on them. It looks like, uh, and the the shirt on the front says uh, "Dream Away." So if you bought these pajamas. Uh, it's best to contact Target and and maybe you can get your money back. That's I mean yeah they are Target is offering a full refund. What, did they discuss like you you make pajamas the same way each and every time? What what was different? Was it a different supplier to to a uh, 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 cotton or whatever the, the pajamas are made out of? Or did they get into that? They just say that the pajamas pose a burn risk due to a failure to meet flammability standards. So I don't know if. It's that sounds to me a supplier thing. Could they, be. I want to. I want to find out because there's this whole thing going on about Target and inventory. This thing, it, it, it's rattled Wall Street. It, it has been crazy. And, and as if I have it right, the the story is is that they've got excessive inventory, which I assume comes from they were so worried about supply chain. That they ordered everything they possibly could. Yes. So they're taking this action to what they call right-size inventory, looking towards the rest of the year, and specifically to, to Christmas time when people do a, a, a lot of, of, of buying. So they had this, this really bad quarter, first quarter of 2022. They say it was high fuel and transportation costs and excessive inventory in its supply chain. And they saw this, this slowdown in whether it's home or electronics, Sporting goods, a bunch of other things, all across the board, and so um, they're they're taking a look at going through the excessive inventory. They're going to include additional markdowns. They're going to remove some stuff, and they've canceled orders. Yeah. Now that one is the risky one. Yeah, exactly. Because what happens if if you've canceled too far? But it's it's. The, the, it's so funny. So I shouldn't say funny because it's not funny for, for for Target, but all of these supply chain issues have they, people have a standard, right? They 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 know how they're going to order. They understand the seasons. They're following the charts. It's following the charts doesn't matter if you can't get the stuff. Right. Exactly. It's bad news for Target right now. Is good news for consumers because there have been plenty of pieces out saying this is a good time if you wanted to buy a TV, you know, like you said, electronic sporting goods. Uh, Target may be the place to go to right now as they try to correct uh, their inventory situation. But as they overcorrected when they couldn't get the stuff in, and now they have too much, like you said, if they if they s- slow down, cancel some orders, then you have to worry if they overcorrect. And then at, at Christmas time, you're struggling to find the things that you need to give out uh, for the holiday season. So once again, like we talked about last year, Leading up to the holiday season, if you can afford it, maybe it's a good time to start doing some Christmas shopping now. Yeah, my, it's not a bad idea at, at, at all, especially if you think prices are going to go up. Yeah, you know, and as as inflation takes hold, so just like supply chain affects them, supply chain could be affecting the people making the goods that they're getting, and so. That, it's the only thing I can think of as to why this happens. Well, the other thing, too, could be is when you get into quality control issues, if you have uh, a hard time staffing, ooh, at, you know, maybe one of the first things you, you try to skimp on is quality control. And maybe something got past a system, and then you find out later, wow, we didn't have enough people. 
Uh, maybe we should have, uh, you know, uh, heightened our or, or, or hired more people for quality. One control. thing we never skimp on here at Eat Drink Smoke: quality control. That's so true. That's my middle name. Next. So, uh, the IRS, Tony. Never mind. Next. <laughs> No, this is actually something that everyone should hear about. The IRS is warning of ongoing COVID-19 fraud and urging Americans to be very wary of fake emails and phone calls. They're, they're, fraud about what? Uh, the IRS uh, is, is saying that people are contacting uh, scammers, are, are trying to get people's personal information by saying, hey, you have some COVID-19 uh, refund money that we need to send you. Oh, son of a... So, once again... The IRS is not going to contact you via email or phone. You're going to. They're the going old, to knock on your door yes, with handcuffs. That's, that's right. how you know the IRS is there. <laughs> there so no, nobody's going to call you asking for your social security number, your bank account information. Uh, no one except for uh, a prince in Nigeria is going to contact you via email about your bank account information. So if it's the IRS, they're going to contact you via mail. So, I hate scammers. Yeah. I, I find these people, jail these people. Doesn't matter. Treat these people like they're Hopper in episode two of Stranger Things. I don't care. No I don't what care means. what. That's a great reference. <laughs> no, Just idea what because that means. you're culturally dead fingers, boy. <laughs> some of us, some of us have some cooth, I tell you. Some cooth. Could you make a Hello Larry reference for me so I'll understand that? <laughs> you kids under the age of 50, ask Jeeves Hello Larry. Hello Larry was a spinoff from Three's Company. And just in case, Hello Larry was a spinoff. Of Three's Company. It was? Yes. Who? That's Larry. I did not know that. I didn't know it was a, a Three's Company. Where do you think it's from? I thought it was an original series. I didn't know it was a sp- spinoff of... Uh, or wasn't it Different Strokes? Wasn't uh, Larry uh, an army buddy of uh, Mr. Drummond? Oh, this is... <laughs> I smell Marconi from this conversation. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, we're going to have to look this up. Because we only got five seconds left in the segment. Oh, I think you're right. I'm wrong. All right, let's clear this television stuff up right now. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, fingers malloy. Are you going to clear up the Hello Larry controversy? I'm going to clear up the Hello Larry controversy because I have been living a lie. Oh, no. And I refuse to live a lie. Fingers Malloy brought up a show called Hello Larry. And you're like, what in the world is a Hello Larry? Well, a Hello Larry <laughs> is two parts bourbon, part scotch. <laughs> We're going to create well, our next book <laughs> will be nothing but drinks made off of, of, of uh, 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 shows, right? That's a show about a guy by the name of Larry Alder. And he's a divorcee in Portland, Oregon, raising his two teenage daughters and hosting a call-in psychology radio show. Mm-hmm. That's McLean Stevenson. I like that show better when it was Frasier. <laughs> in my head Hello Larry was always a spinoff of Three's Company right uh-huh. Jack Tripper um, uh, and, and that I mean that show the, the late great uh, John Ritter Joyce DeWitt you had Suzanne Summers, who was then replaced by Priscilla Barnes um, don't ask why I know these things um, his friend was Larry oh yeah he always right. had the twins over and wanted uh, Jack to double date. That is correct. Richard Klein played the part of Larry Dallas. And I could have sworn he had the spinoff called Hello, Larry. Oh. I, I would have bet the family farm mm. 
Why didn't I bet you the family farm in the last segment? Right. There was Three's a Crowd, which was a, uh, a spinoff of Three's Company. Yes. But that's, that's not it. So I, I had it wrong. I was living under a, a, uh, a delusion. And I, and I want to apologize to everyone out there for getting that wrong. It was, it, this is important stuff, people. Important, important. Do you important realize stuff. how powerful the Hello Larry fan club is? No. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> Do they realize? Because uh, I, I, I don't think uh, they do. Um, one of the things you were talking about, uh, as you often do fingers in the way, and we talk about what's going on. We were talking about supply chain stuff. We are now in gas at $5 a gallon nationwide. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're talking right now as, as we're talking. And, you know, we're, we're, we're a little bit early because of, of, of some things going on this week, and we wanted to make sure we had the show right for everybody. So it's possible we're going to miss one or two things. But the average is over $5 a gallon nationwide. And, and so just making note of it, because as that happens, um, it, 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 it thing, things change, right? As that happens, it's going to affect a whole series of things. But there is a gas station in California <laughs> that wanted to sell its gas for $6.90 a gallon. That's the price with their taxes and everything else. $6.90 a gallon. And they missed it by a decimal point. And they sold the gas for 69 cents. Wow. And so a single person was like, yes, please, and bought 150 gallons of gas. <laughs> what do they do? They have a pickup truck and they put some, some uh, trash bags in the, in the bed? It's just filled the bed up with I gas. have absolutely no <laughs> idea. They got a liner. <laughs> yeah. They bought a small pool, <laughs> filled it up, took the station three hours to resolve the issue because it wasn't just on the sign. It was programmed into the pump. Yeah. And what are you going to do? And for three hours, somebody lived their very best life. Here's, here's what I find interesting and ridiculous about this story is... People were sharing this information on social media. And while you think to yourself, oh, that's nice. Uh, I, I People are trying to help their fellow human beings out. Uh, for me, it's make sure all of your cars are filled up first. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you make sure if you've got three cars, you get them one it's after like another. It's like oxygen masks on a plane. <laughs> yes, exactly. You don't share that information until all of your cars are filled up. So... Uh, you know, three hours. My question is, and it, it's not really addressed in the piece. So, for three hours, were people driving up and filling up on, on sixty-nine cents a gallon? Seems that way. Holy cow! I mean, this you. I, I, there's got to be someone out there with video footage of that gas station because, as word of mouth spread, there had to have been lines <laughs> around the block to get to these pumps. I mean, can you, 69 cents a gallon, my goodness, especially with people, it, it, it's California. I mean, you probably have to go back to the the early 80s to get cast 69 cents a gallon in California. This one woman was like, I, I posted this on my Instagram, replied to anybody who messaged me. I called my mom and told her. I called my brother and told him too. I thought it was too good to be true until I checked the gas meter of the car and it was full, but I only spent $14. <laughs> I filled up my car, left. 
came back with a second car, there filled you go. it up, then left again, then came back with my cousin and filled up 150 gallons of a 500-gallon tank. Oh, my The whole gas station was filled with cars and people <laughs> with extra gas cans. Yeah. I could totally say, but, so, but you call your brother first. You call your cousin first before you start just throwing it out. Everybody's got to throw But you know it's a media. mistake. So do you, should you morally take advantage of it? Oh, don't, don't, don't make me feel guilty about something I didn't even do. Oh, no, do. the answer is yes. <laughs> I just want to know from you. Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you do. Okay, well, listen. The gas station should have, could have just closed down. Yes. They could have just said we're closed and put up the tape and been done. If you stayed open and let people go to that pump, that's the price. How do I know it's a mistake? Could have just been a good Samaritan. How do I, how do I know it's not some sort of wacky uh, promotion from uh, Mad uh, Mike in the morning? And they said, uh, hey, uh, for three hours, and you don't know about it. Waka waka. Yeah. That's <laughs> say, how they do the morning show. Say the phrase that pays and win $25. It could be that. Say the phrase that pays, get 69 cents a gallon gas. I don't know. I'm not asking questions. I'm filling up my tank. The pro- So I don't get to do that kind of morning show. You guys know I do a morning radio show. I do a midday uh, show that's heard uh, in stations across the country. Fingers Malloy does a radio uh, that's heard in, in, in Michigan. I, as a morning host, never got to do one of those things. We've never, ever gotten to do one of those phrase that pays. We don't do cash <laughs> contesting. That's music stations yeah. that do that. I would love to do a phrase that pays. <laughs> Like what, what? What would the like? Like, I, it, it, would it would it be political? Would it be cultural? Would it be like how awkward? What is a phrase that pays? Fingers Malloy, if you were going to come up every week with the phrase that pays, John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> See, well, that was that was a callback from two segments ago. The 99th caller, <laughs> who says John and Kate plus eight. You're getting a $25 uh, gift card to Applebee's. Uh, I went back to the beginning, uh, too. See, there you go. We both did oh, it Oh, right it's callback radio today on Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, if they're open, I'm gassing up. If they're open, I'm doing it. If, 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 the, if I'm at a, a store and they have something marked down to $12 and they meant $21, and I get it for $12, I get it for $12. Yeah. I mean, think about the times you've gone and you bought a brisket. If it's mismarked. You're probably just going to put that brisket underneath your arm and go straight to the, the cashier. As long as it's not mismarked and it's actually brisket, then then we're okay. While we're talking about deals, get yourself over to My Pillow right now. Because the deal at My Pillow is on the My Slippers and these things are sensational with the My Pillow patented fill, the comfort memory foam which will prevent fatigue, the impact gel and the indoor outdoor sole so you can wear it anywhere at any time mypillow.com/tony mypillow.com/tony with quality leather suede, a variety of styles and colors, machine washable and there's a 60-day money back guarantee, a one-year limited warranty on these things. You go to mypillow.com/tony, the blowout price of $49.98 with the code Tony. That's what you want to get. You can also call 800-873-0758 for the MySlippers at only $49.98. And you can take advantage of the deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one extravaganza on bed sheets, which I own, the MyPillows, which I own, and more. Visit MyPillow.com slash Tony or call 800-873-0758 today for the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. MyPillow.com slash Tony. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon. 
the bourbon reader you've always needed is now available on Amazon.com and our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Pick up a copy today. French oak. Now, if you have a bourbon in French oak, well, it's not necessarily a bourbon. Because in order to be bourbon, it has to be aged in American oak. But if you're done with the aging in American oak and you want to move it to French oak, well, that's allowed. And that's what they've done here with Davies County Kentucky bourbon. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is Fingers Malloy. This is a straight bourbon that is finished in French oak casts. 96 proof uh, Fingers Malloy. I've heard people talking about it. Yeah. I've heard people saying that they've enjoyed it. I didn't know anything about it. So I'm like, all right, I'm willing to give it a, a, a go. I'm not so sure what a French oak cask is supposed to bring to it outside of of, of the uh, uh, American oak, right? You would think that you're going to get this, this double barrel kind of effect. For example, Woodford Reserve, the double oak, to me, is one of the best bourbons out there. The double oak, if that's not in your liquor cabinet, you're making a mistake. And you can have regular Woodford in your liquor cabinet. There is always double oaked in my liquor cabinet. There's always uh, Basil Hayden Dark Rye in my liquor cabinet. There's always Woodford Reserve double oaked. I took the nose of this, and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. (laughs) Take the nose, because there's no double oak thing going on whatsoever. Where in the world... It, you, you would think that you, you hear two different kinds of oak. You think you're going to get a lot of that, that wood. You're going to get a lot of that, that flavor. There's, it's not there. There's ve- very little oak on the nose at all. It's there, but it, there's very little. There is. There's grape. Yeah. There is a, there's a, uh, like a wine grape thing going on. You'd be like, okay, well, it's, it's, it's French. There it is. I don't think that's the case, but it is so interesting that the, 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 the thing that you expect often isn't there. It's 150% not oak. No. It, not bad. No, it's not it bad. It actually took a while for that nose to but, develop. Uh, listen, for me, and this is, two I believe, two weeks in a row for me on this, uh, it's you have to really get your nose on this, at least for me, to be able to get anything off of this. I... Am I wrong? I, no, no. I'm, I mean, I, I'm really with you there. Because at first, the first nose, the first whiff was nothing. Yeah. Literally zero. It has taken a while. I mean, we're really in there. We're actually using rocks glasses yeah. this time instead of the Glencairn, right? So maybe it's not concentrating as much as a Glencairn glass was, would, I should say. But we're right in there. We're deep in there with the nose. It's like, it, it, it's not, it, the nose is now starting to develop. It is uh, certainly a bit of that grape. There's a little bit of of of, of like a like a bread almost uh, that that that's that's coming. I can on. see that. Maybe a little bit of citrus. But for me, it is it is like the 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 grape slash wine on the nose with some oak. But I I mean you you really have to get your nose in there to to get something off. And of I'm this. telling you, I don't get I don't get oak from this. I'm getting I'm getting a, a sweetness. I'm getting uh, that. Um, that, that little bit of, of, of bread that I'm talking about, that grape for sure, that's it. I'm not saying it's bad. Right. It's, 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 a, it's a lovely little nose right there. No, I'm, I'll be very interested to see what this is this is like on the palate. Uh, by the way, the color is, 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 is a pale amber. Yeah. It, re- it really is. It's funny. Matching the cigar, just like this, 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 this 
it's coloring. You're like, ah, I don't know, 100% about that. We've seen things that are deeper. We've seen things richer. We've seen things with a little more uh, uh, red uh, to it going on right there. Not much viscosity on this. No. But I'm curious, Fingers. Fingers more. you ready for this? Uh, the Davies County Limited Edition Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in French oak casks. Tony, I've been ready for this all day. Fingers below. He's going to do the Kentucky Chew. That's what you do. You want to move it around the palate, get to all sides. I often like to do two sips to ensure that the first sip kind of sets the palate right, sets the tongue, and then you can really kind of engage more of the flavors. Fingers. Okay. Where are you? This is interesting. Uh, first of all, uh, very little sting on uh, the tongue. Uh, and I'm not even going to Okay. I am actually getting a little gentle warmth in the chest uh, the sweetness for me is pear there's a pear to it uh, and oak a uh, little little bit of spice on the tongue uh, that sting dissipates rather quickly um, but that that is interesting I think I'm very interested to see what you think Tony because you usually you gravitate towards more oak and less sweetness. I, a li- I, I, I like sweet, but I also like oak. I like that that flavor, that almost that feel underneath it. But I'm ready to go, fingers. Okay, go in. The Davies County, D-A-V-I-E-S-S. And by the way, I'm pronouncing it Davies. It may be uh, Davies. I, 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 I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Made with pride in Kentucky, baby. Made with pride in Kentucky. And, and uh, all right, I'm ready. Okay, ready? he's going in. Yeah. He's... Moving around the palate, what we like to call the Memphis Munch. He's still going. Spinning the glass. Called the Davies Dredge. <laughs> okay. That tastes nothing like a bourbon. No? That's... Uh, now, here's what's funny. That's not bad. <laughs> no. That is not bad. That does not taste... Richard, you have to taste this. We just told our, our cigar sommelier... He has to taste this. I am going to uh, crib from the guys at BreakingBourbon.com. Okay. Who got it right. I'm going to say it. You tell me if this is right or wrong. The finish on this thing is more like a scotch. Mmm. See, you have had my... uh, Scotch has never been my thing. I try to stay away from scotch as much as possible. Uh, so I'm gonna have to take your word for it on that. It's so it it it, it, it there there's no burn right. It, it, there is maybe maybe a burn mid chest touch if if anything. It coats the tongue completely. It dried me out. Really, I actually want to drink <laughs> of, of, of something because it, it did. It 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 it's 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 got this coating on the um on the uh, uh on on the cheeks. There's a little bit of spice going on. A little bit of cinnamon. Uh, that that's happening there. The palette, I- I'm telling you, uh, pear is a really, really nice play. I'm going with grape. There is a a not not it's not a sweet it's not a Welch's grape juice grape. It's mm. it's a it's a wine sweet dry wine grape that's going on. I don't even know if it goes to a cube. Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm very hesitant to put this on a cube because I don't. I I really am enjoying it the way it is, and I'm afraid of what. Even a, I, I'm listen. It's our job. I'll put a couple of drops of cool water in this to see what happens. Uh, but I like I like the 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 flavor profile as it is right now. The question, fingers Malloy, is is this in your liquor cabinet? 
at $60 a bottle? Uh, um, maybe. I'm maybe. right there with you. I don't know what I think yet. Yeah. It's not... There, there's nothing bad about it in the slightest... And it's super easy. By the way, smooth as a mother? Yep, absolutely. Smooth as a mother. But that's not bourbon. I, they can tell me it's bourbon. I'll believe them that it's bourbon. That's not bourbon. Well, see, I'm getting the oak off of this. And, it, you know, but... Man, it, you but, are a better but, man than me. But, but to me, that that sweetness is, is different. than It's not what I would expect from a bourbon. Uh, it's so smooth. It's very pleasant to drink. $60 a bottle is a little bit more than I like to spend. But because it's different... You know, it's completely different uh, than a lot of the bourbons we try. Yeah, I think maybe. The Davies County, D-A-V-I-E-S-S County, finished in the French oak. So it's Davis County. My apologies. Because when I first saw it, it was Davies County. And then we started looking because I asked, am I pronouncing properly the bourbon that we're drinking? The Davis County Limited Edition Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in the French oak casks. Nope, it's Davis County. My apologies, Davis County. I always want to get it right. I'd read it. I thought it was Davies. Davis. Davis County. D-A-V-I-E-S-S. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke, pronounced Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. We'll talk more about this bourbon in a little bit. But Fingers came upon a fascinating site from YouGov.com. They have put together... The most popular beers in the first quarter of 2022, Fingers Malloy. Yes. People have been drinking beer in the first quarter of 2022. But we have the rankings in all sorts of things, including spirits, right? It's there. And, and, and food and snack brands, so we can match this with your diet. <laughs> but we can break this down into categories of men and women, and we can break this down into millennials, Gen X, or baby boomers. Yeah, this is interesting. It's not based on sales. It's based on opinion polls, uh, based on uh, familiarity with the brand and uh, popularity, whether the, these people think that uh, this beer is, is good or not. So this is not just based on raw sales data. So we have uh, the top 10 here. So there's a different, they have a fame category and they have a popularity category. We're going with the popularity category. The most popular beer quarter one 2022, Sam Adams. Wow. I don't have a problem with that. Not Miller Lite, not Bud Light, not Sam Adams. Now, it's, that's different than how many sales they had. You're absolutely right. Sam Adams, Corona, Guinness, Heineken, Blue Moon. Yeah. Followed by Budweiser, Stella Artois, Miller, Miller Lite, and Dos Equis. So that, that's amongst all adults. But what about Gen X? Gen X, it's Corona. Then Sam Adams, Blue Moon, Heineken, and Miller. Uh, Heineken really surprises me. It, it really does. And this is just anecdotal, I guess. I don't know if if Heineken is more popular on the coasts, particularly the East Coast, but uh, I, I just have never known many people or been around many people that drink Heineken. The other ones, absolutely, Blue Moon, uh, you know, Sam Adams, Corona, especially in the summer, Corona with the lime. Uh, the Heineken thing surprises me. Uh, I, I, you know, you lived on the East Coast for a while. Was Heineken really, really big on on the East Coast? It well, well as a kid, yes, it, it, it was. And my father uh, had he, not a drinker, but in the refrigerator, uh, in the in the refrigerator in the garage, there was Heineken in case anybody came over, and St. Pauli's Girl. Okay, St. Pauli's Girl was a regular 
yeah. in, in, in the house. Millennials do see Sam Adams as their most popular, followed by Miller Lite, Stella Artois, Guinness, and Budweiser. Um, but no, I, don't, I've, I haven't seen people talk about uh, Heineken in, in a good time. Do you like Heineken? Time. No. Not my beer. Not my beer. It always, to me, came across uh, as a little too... Uh, and, and we do our best not to... And if you love Heineken, God bless you. Oh, gosh, yes. Don't listen just, to us. What do we just know? Just not my flavor profile. Kind of, I always felt like it was a little skunky to me. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe but, you're just drinking bad Heineken. Uh, that could be. Right? But, but, but you, know, you're, you and I, were porter people. Right. We're stout people. Absolutely. So it's not going to fit. The most popular food and snack brands. Okay. For all adults... We'll, we'll start with uh, we'll, we'll we'll start with number ten because because this is your food. Yes. The, this this is speaking to you directly. Yes. Number ten is Lay's, the potato chip people. Plain Lay's. Plain Lay's. That popular food and snack brands. Wow, that surprises me because I I would not expect plain potato chips unless of course if you've got a bucket of a French onion dip then I completely get it. Number nine is Planters. Those are the peanut people mm-hmm. right there, followed by McCormick. But that's seasonings. Does McCormick make, like, food? They don't. What, what snack? I've never seen a McCormick snack. I don't know. I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe these people don't know what they're talking about, considering number six on the list is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And I, 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 I'm sorry. I just had myself a, not, a moment. Not, you you said, need a doctor. You said Reese's, not Reese's, right? No, because I am a trained professional. <laughs> and that's why I should call the Davis County, not Davies. Follow the Reese's model, and you'll never go wrong mm, in the Davis County bourbon. Number five is the Hershey's Kiss. And number four is Hershey's in general, uh, Num- which is weird. Number three, Quaker. What what snacks does Quaker make? I mean, like, do they make... Snack bars. I and think stuff? it's food and snack brands. So maybe somewhere someone's like, you know what? I need some oatmeal to just <laughs> level me out. Reese's as a brand is number two, but the number one most popular food and snack brand, all adults, M and M. Not, but that's that's all of it. I mean, because I, I just can't see plain M and Ms as being like the the go to to everybody. Because you got the peanut M and Ms, you got the peanut butter M and Ms. The, the, the pretzel ones are the best. Ah. Uh, for, for millennials, M&M's is also the number one, and Tostitos is number two. For Gen X, number one is Quaker. Okay, we got to look this up because I don't understand this at all. Has Gen X just reached the age where they're worried about their heart health? Either that or... Uh, Baby boomers, it's, it's M&M's. That's number one. Only Gen X is like, hmm. We really need to be regular more often. Okay, can we revisit the Tostitos for a second? <laughs> I have, I've got a question for you because I've had people, uh, when I'm at parties and things, uh, give me dirty looks uh, for, well, for a number of reasons. But when it comes to... Mostly you weren't invited. Yeah, well, there's that. Nothing like crashing uh, parties. That's what I like to do in my spare time. But uh, Fingers Malloy, the quinceanera crasher. <laughs> but people will give me grief because I like tortilla chips just by themselves. Like, I'll reach into a bag, and, it, you know, I don't need salsa. In fact, a lot of times, I'll just eat the tortilla chips without the salsa. And people get upset because they're like, I love my salsa, and you're just eating all of the, the, the Tostitos without the salsa. Okay, so they're upset with you because I'm like, why would anybody be upset about this? They're upset with you because you are bogarting all the chips, and that is nothing more than their salsa-carrying vessel. Yes, it is their del- salsa delivery method, right? and they feel like... I am interrupting their supply chain issue 
between uh, themselves and the salsa by taking the chip and eating it by itself without the salsa. I have determined that you go to some terrible parties. <laughs> See? Thank you. Terrible, terrible parties. What difference now, does it make? Do you like the regular chip or do you like the scoops? Oh, it doesn't matter. Because you're not scooping. Right. I'm just right? shoving chips in my mouth. Because the scoop is solely meant for the salsa eater. Yeah. I actually do like the regular chips better than um, the scoops because when you're shoving three or four of them in your mouth without, without salsa, there's uh, an injury factor that can be involved. By yellow you. corn or white corn? Uh, blue corn? White corn. White corn, then yellow corn, then blue corn. <laughs> Hard hitting here <laughs> at Eat, Drink, Smoke. Well, Heinz ketchup is uh, Heinz ketchup is on this list. For what do you mean, Heinz ketchup is on this uh, list? For millennials, the most popular food and snack brands, Heinz ketchup is number four. What what Heinz? Yeah, ketchup but, that's, snacks but, but if it's they... a food, well then Heinz is popular, followed by Pringles and Honey Nut Cheerios. They're not wrong. Honey Nut Cheerios are spectacular. When you're three, I would eat a bowl right now. Not even use a spoon. Do you, do you carry them I around? I would in scuba a, dive. You carry them into a, a bowl. Sandwich bag. Honestly, if. if I should love myself more, and I should, like, 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 like Rafi in the league, like a pocket dog. I should have pocket Cheerios as an adult. Oh, Rafi, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be wrong. I would not be wrong. Go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com right now. Check it out. So, why are people going back to work? Specifically, retirees. You know, we talk a lot about. What's going on with the economy? We talk a lot about the supply chain. We talk about this, this inflation conversation, how it affects everything we do. This is what they're talking about in the Cigar Lounge. So that's what we're talking about here. There's an interesting piece about why some people are going back to work, retirees specifically. And there's no doubt that part of it has to do with the money. They're not necessarily panicked. What they're doing is ensuring that their purchasing power remains. The higher the inflation is, the less their dollar is worth. That means they could be eating through their savings quicker, and they want to just make sure they're keeping up. That is absolutely a part of it, Fingers Malloy. No question. You've got spouses going back to work. You've got people looking for that second gig, side gig, internet gig, whatever it, it, it may be. One of the other things has to do with the idea for social interaction. The very concept of retirement doesn't work for everybody. And we all have stories of the people who retired and their minds went to mush and that was it. We know people, you know them too, of people who, because they're still active, because they have a social calendar, because they're working a series of things, their mind is sharp and they lead happier, healthier, longer lives. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. You know, being originally from Michigan, uh, you know, I would witness it firsthand from factory workers in the automotive industry who, you know, they would work their entire week to get to the weekend. And then they would work, you know, just to get through the year to the end of the year. And then, oh, if I could just get to retire and then I can retire. Um, and then unfortunately, they, they have no plan after they retire. And then you, you find out that either they passed away because there was no purpose in life afterward or the other thing is so many of these people would continue to work well past their retirement age into their 70s because work was the only place where they got social interaction with people. The very concept of purpose is it, something I talk about a lot on radio, something that I'm focused on. I didn't know you were going to bring that up. I want to connect this to something that took place where there was a guy 
who came to D.C. from California armed with a gun, a knife, and pepper spray, and he wanted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And this because of where the courts may be on, on Roe v. Wade. So there was this, this, this draft that came out. It was authored by Justice Samuel Alito that showed that they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade, which is about abortion rights in America. Now, even if it was overturned, abortion is still legal. It just goes back to the states, and the states can make decisions and rules and regulations on, on, on their own. That's the only thing the overturning does. And so by the time you hear this, there are, we're expecting a lot of announcements from the Supreme Court. So it may have come out, uh, you know, before we, we, we got uh, to it. And I, and I just, since we're not a political show, I don't want to dive into that. You know, it's out. It's right. not out. So let's just leave it uh, the, 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 the where it is. But one of the things this guy said was that he was going to do this to try and kill a Supreme Court justice to give his life purpose. Wow. Can we discuss the emptiness that exists in people's lives and what happens on, on, on every level when you don't have a sense of purpose? And for some people, that purpose is religion. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that purpose is, well, something else. But without something, without an inner drive, without something to, to, to feel good about at the end of the day, look what I did. You know, it's, it's, some people don't understand. Why would you go into manufacturing? Why wouldn't you go into computers or coding or this or that? In manufacturing, in the creation of something, at the end of the day, you get to actually see what you did. And for some people, it drives them crazy that they can, you know, do jobs that you don't actually see the end result of. You don't see what it is you did. It drives them nuts. Yeah. They can't live like that. Right. They can't act like that. No, you're, you're right. And, you know, going back to what you said, some people, it's religion. Uh, some people, it's, it's family. And some people, it's career. Well, if you aren't religious and... Unfortunately, if, if you never married or, or started a family and maybe you lost your job and you're, you're um, wandering aimlessly trying to figure out what to do with your life, then, then there's a sense that you, you don't have a purpose. And, and gosh, I, I don't know enough about the background of that person's story that that would turn to that. They ugliness. had to fill it with something, though. Yes. And, they, and, and you see this in terms of people who get radicalized. Purpose matters. It is it is. Tremendously important when we talk about the, the cigar bourbon lifestyle, the cigar lounge, things like that. I, I couldn't argue that this provides me purpose, right? I don't think that's true. I have many things in my life that, that do. But what it provides me is connections to people who are engaged in, in at least thinking about it. Yeah. You know, the, the, very rarely am I in a cigar lounge where the conversation is mindless. Or aimless. There's sports talk. There's all sorts of things that go on. There's funny stuff that happens. Not everything is deep. But it, it, invariably, there is a conversation about what's going on in the world and people asking, how can this happen? Or why does this happen? Or offering up, positing a theory as to why it happens. And that, 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 that is, for me, an extremely refreshing thing to know that I can be connected to people who are at least thinking about the things. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, you know, people are going back to work because of social interaction and the lack thereof when they retire. That's one of the great things about a cigar lounge. I went to a cigar lounge Friday where I, I knew I'm the owner. I'm shocked, personally. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me you ate out of a vending machine. <laughs> I, I, I knew the owner and, and no one else in, in, in the lounge. You sit down and you're a stranger in the lounge. 
people, I'm not saying this doesn't happen in, in other bars or anything, but at a cigar lounge, it seems like it happens more where people are relaxed, friendly, and want to interact with strangers. So it gives you a sense of social interaction. Only in a cigar lounge can Fingers Malloy feel like a pretty woman. That's true. Right? That's true. Everybody wants to talk to That's him. exactly it. <laughs> but, but it's true. Yeah. And by the way, social interaction post-COVID, maybe that explains why seniors are going back to oh, work. Oh, absolutely. If, if you figure that a lot of uh, seniors maybe said during COVID, okay, I, I worry about my health. I, I you know worry about the possibility of, of getting COVID. It's my time to retire. And now, like I said, they retire and much of their social interaction happened at work and that's gone and now you're just sitting at home you know looking at your four walls you you need that social interaction so as things open up and as people like you said look at their savings account look at uh, the purchasing power on what they you know many of them are on a fixed income they think well maybe maybe i could afford it but maybe i need to go back to feel a little bit more economically secure but then also have more social interaction and there's also this, this story about signs you can't afford to retire. You have a high level of debt. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a whole different story. You, you, that, that was their sign? That's what the experts have told us? If you have a high level of debt or your spending exceeds your income, maybe you can't afford to retire. <laughs> oh, there's a list for everything. There is just an absolute list for any, everything. Your emergency fund is running low. It's one of the reasons I think you see retirees concerned absolutely rationally concerned absolutely i think there was uh, a piece that we covered a, a month or two ago that said that uh the average american family's savings is down an average of nine thousand dollars from the previous year because people are tapping into their savings trying to live the way that they lived before all this happened but realizing that uh whatever they're bringing in isn't quite keeping up with inflation smoking the casa cuba the divine inspiration. I'm starting to get to the final third. This cigar should normally smoke faster. Yeah. This cigar should normally smoke uh, faster. Uh, um, it, 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 that, that spice has come back a little bit. Uh, there, there, there's, a, a, I think, a good uh, tobacco piece that, that's come on. A touch of cream. Um, I, can't, I can't put my finger on it. I do know I'll smoke it again. Mm -hmm. I do know I'll smoke it again. When you got your notebooks out, would you eat that day? Would you drink that day? Take your notes, first, third, second, third, final third. Let us know what you think of it. And the Davis County Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, finished in the French oak casts at 96 proof. 60 bucks is right there where you start. For me, you start questioning, do I want to buy this? It's a nice pour, man. It's super smooth. And no, I don't get much oak on it until I put it on the cube. It's a lovely pour. You got to check it out for yourself. Have a wonderful, brilliant Father's Day. Enjoy, relax. That's Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.